welcome to The Disc Course, the podcast where we do a read-through of the Discworld series of books in a chronological order, which is not generally how people would recommend you read these books. Um, as always, I'm Holly. With me is Mark. Hello. Um, Julie. Hello. And Jess. Hello. Um, we should write an intro for this show, huh? We should. That would be a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Holly, I have a question. I just raised my hand like I was in a room. Um, where yes. See me. Um, why am I always last? In every show I've ever done with you, last. Why, why are you always last? And why does Holly say it like that? So so angrily. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. So this is just rag on Holly Day. Yeah. You already left my meat wise voice that I do to warm up. Uh-huh. <laughs> kind of funny. Just to be fair, this is a sample size of two podcasts. Okay. A sample size of two podcasts, both of which you host, Holly. I'm yeah. Listen, I'm not mad. Because I know... Are you laughing, actually? <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm laughing a lot. Um, I mean, it makes sense to me that you would put your boyfriend before me. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, this, this... I don't know, like... I'm I'm half, like, literally reading down the list of, like, order of disc, disc, Discord Dis- call... I'm like reading down the list and also, oh, what if we did person who's fan, person who doesn't know, person who's fan, person who doesn't know. Like that. Fair. Those are my two things that I was thinking of. Okay. Sorry, let me me do it. Here we have Jess. I'm Holly. (laughs) And Jess. And Mark. Jess is here too. (laughs) Wonderful. And here's Julie. I'm Jess. I'm a huge fan of this. Yeah. This is all I've ever wanted. Yeah. This is like produced, directed, edited <laughs> Tommy by Uso. Yes. Tommy Wiseau, aka Jess. <laughs> Tommy Jesso. Great. This is like the this is like too many cooks for podcast intros. Like there's some mimetic virus inserting itself into the introduction. Yeah. <laughs> there's only four people here. <laughs> That's too many. Christ. Okay. Anyway, we read the second... Again? What? No, we're keeping all this shit. <laughs> yeah, no, we're good. Oh, no, yeah, this stays. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Mark! That's exactly what I was thinking about. So, listeners at home, uh, Mark has posted in the chat, Jacobs by Mark Jacobs for Mark by Mark Jacobs. In collaboration with Mark in Jacobs for Mark with... Sometimes it's pizza, pizza time, it's pizza, sometimes pizza, pizza. <laughs> Holly, I try to quote that at people, and I can't get it right, because I don't remember how it goes. I also I don't, do... I was just saying pizza a lot. <laughs> I just don't remember how it goes, but I am sometimes just like, sometimes it's pizza times pizza. <laughs> but people sure do look at me like I'm having a fucking stroke. <laughs> oh my this god. Is... Do not adjust your headphones. This is how the podcast has been going. 
All right, let's get out of this word salad. (laughs) What are we doing today? This is bad. Okay. Today we watched... Watched? Today we read... (laughs) Today we read part two, The Sending of Eight. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, this eight is sending me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this eight hit different. Um, (laughs) And we were were talking a little bit before the episode started. I say before the episode started. Before we all lost our minds. Um... Fitting about, for this part of the book. Yeah, about, like, as, like, someone who's read basically all of the other Discworld books multiple times, very familiar, it's weird what is kept from this book and what is fucking immediately dropped. Yeah, it, it yeah. Comes, swings in with a lot of mythology, and apparently a lot of it doesn't stick. No, see, the stuff of the gods, that's all basically done like they stay that way for the rest like at least until small gods which Holly, is the... are they playing D D the whole time yeah this is just honestly God... honestly D D is a bit cerebral for the Discworld gods <laughs> the, the gods be D D. like yeah this this they're the gods are in quarantine they have nothing to do except play board games <laughs> oh god up until the 13th book, Small Gods, basically the only thing the gods ever do is fucking mess around with their 40k miniatures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're playing 40k like you play 40k when you're a little kid and you have no idea what the hell the game is about. It's like, yeah, uh, you make up oh, your own rules. This like how I play Pokemon. Eight damage. Yeah. <laughs> My guy has a force field. My hero has a force field, actually. <laughs> they're, pl- they're playing a board game like the Yu-Gi-Oh like first season played the card game without understanding any of the rules yeah. oh, we oh, I'll those... send Rincewind to the Shadow Realm yeah <laughs> if I play Two Flower alongside Blue Eyes White Dragon it gains 800 attack points wait <laughs> why does why does Huron's attack only attack like target the other person's attack well you know but what about the defense stat no it's fine but what's the defense <laughs> for then <laughs> like don't worry about it God. Um, but yeah, like, he... Fucking Terry just ripped some dumb names and concepts off the top of his head, and Blind Io, Offler the Crocodile God, and Lady Luck basically all remain exactly like this for the rest of the series. I mean, I like all I their mean, concepts, at least. Yeah, like, it's it's fun. I, I really like just, like, a god who has a million eyes that float around, and they can look through them all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Blind Io gets, um, brought up a lot because, like, any time a religion is mentioned, it's, like, generally him, because he's, like, the main guy, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, unless it's something like Small Gods, which, again, delves into the subject of Discworld Gods quite a bit, and it's one of my favorite books in the series. For stuff like, for all the stuff like that. Um, fucking shit like the dryads drop off the face of the planet <laughs> immediately. Fucking tragedy because I love me a dryad. Just a race of evil tree women surrounded by big wood himbos. I was gonna say, <laughs> sign me the fuck up. Gotta Wish love, that were me. A tr- gotta love a tree himbo. Oh, I love a good. Wish I were a tree himbo. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. <laughs> Life would be so much easier. Oh my god, my life would be so much easier. Are you crying? Made of wood. Yeah, there's no Eight capitalism foot tall, in the tree. Naked, <laughs> hanging out in a tree dimension. 
sometimes. Okay, to be real, I'm like kind of crying right now because I'm already <laughs> streaming. Oh <laughs> it was a long week. <laughs> oh no. I want I want to be the sexy tree lady. <laughs> Fair. And and like the extremely fucking Lovecraft shit that happens in this chapter. Also they love st- that. They stick around but becomes a lot less definitely definitely just ripping off Lovecraft and it becomes more like they they get called the beings from the dungeon dimensions and it's always stuff like if you do too much magic, shit goes bad. Okay. If you party too hard. It's like, like a lot of stuff about how <laughs> Discworld is so unlikely to exist, reality is stretched thin there, and right. doing stuff like magic just stretches it more. Right. There's a lot of talk in these, this section about, like, the gods are mad because they're really bad. The creator who made their dimension is very bad at technical stuff and just kind of <laughs> made it all up. The gods hate the dumb shit world they have. Like, yeah. <laughs> They're very mad yeah. that nothing makes sense in Discworld. Um, Look at Discworld and tell me there's a god. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined a perfectly good world. Look at it. Yeah. It's a disc. Look at it. It's got anxiety. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're they're having their little part, like board game party and Rincewind and everyone are like pieces on the board. And, um, like, player by player starts leaving through the course of the chapter, and, like, the last bit of the prologue is Lady Luck rolling, um, a three, a five, and a four, and then one of the dice flips over and it's an eight, and (laughs) one of them takes a one, two, three, four, this is a six-sided die, come on. Yeah, it's just like... (laughs) Yeah, blind dios, come on, like, come on, that's bullshit. I love that it's blind Io who looks at the die and it's like... Wait a second. Or that they need to double check the number of sides on a die. (laughs) Again, the Discworld gods are not very smart. Yeah. He's just like, I hate this fucking game. So stupid. There's also a line about um, when when they go to Rincewind and he's like, I just wish things worked like logically. There's a line about how the gods were known to go to the houses of atheists and throw rocks through their windows. Yeah. (laughs) The Discworld gods are the most likely to like just drive around in a pickup truck at night with a baseball bat and hit mailboxes. Yeah. <laughs> Lousy done manifesting punks think they're too good for me. <laughs> no one believes in me. I'm suddenly thinking about that like Don Hertzfeld comic where it's silly hats only, but it's like <laughs> Discworld gods only. <laughs> and, you know, some normal guy's just walking around and then jump cut and they're all beating him with baseball bats. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically. That's basically what this chapter is. <laughs> and now, angry eyeballs fire out of my nipples. <laughs> or it's just that bit from uh, Aquid when they're chasing the guy who made Comic Sans MS, but it's like an atheist. <laughs> it's like, get him! Yeah. <laughs> Blind Dio spying on Offler's computer um, screen, <laughs> and he just makes the motorcycle jump the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Okay, should we should we like go through this section? Yeah, like summarize a little. Bit? Another thing that like he offhandedly mentions the city of Quirm, which that sticks around. Oh, does that it? Become, okay. That becomes not France. That like in the same way that um, uh, Ankhmore Pork is not London. Quirm is not France. Mm. Okay. Okay. All right. Because like so, 
Hold on. Why are they going there? Are they just going there because it's the next nearest city? It's the next big city that is not currently on fire. Okay. All right. Fair. And where yeah. no one is currently being hired to kill Rincewind. Yeah. Understandable. I, they're trying to get lost in another big city so that no one can yeah. find them, I think. Oh, yeah. Because, hold on. Do, um... Rincewind and Two Flower don't know that Two Flower is supposed to get killed, right? No. Right. Okay. No, they Rincewind don't know is... he has, like, a hit on him. Yeah. But yeah, right. Rincewind sure knows that a whole bunch of people are angry with him in Ockmore Park. <laughs> True. Yeah. And Winswin right. knows that if Two Flower, as far as he knows, Two Flower dies, and the Vednar is going to be pissed with him. Okay, yeah. All right. I just I had to line everything back up because I read yeah. half of this last week, and then I read the last twenty pages like a couple hours ago, and so then they were like, "Yeah, we're going to Quorum," and I was like, "Wait, why? Why? <laughs> when will they get to the fireworks factory? When will they get God. to the Quorum factory? <laughs> well, Rincewind and the Quorum factory. factory. Thank you." Hmm. <laughs> um yeah like one of my favorite th- like just reading through the books one of my favorite things is like identify like trying to piece together a map of the fake europe <laughs> that <laughs> terry pratchett made uh-huh. <laughs> like the stow plane the various city states of the stow plains are um great britain um the ramtop mountains specifically are scotland um, Quorum is France. Uberwald is Eastern Europe, Germany area. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the the oh, I forget, I forget what the river's called. Is it the Gel? Because the oh. place is Jelly Baby, which is wow. a pun. Yeah. It's a pun that like American <laughs> readers didn't get, so he yeah. made neighboring countries of Hersheba, um, and. <laughs> Oh my god. But that's Wait, fake Egypt. On. If there's a Hersheba, where is his Sheba? <laughs> Feminists get everything. No. They have fake Greece uh, with like... Fuck, I forget where that is too. It's been a while since I've read those books. We'll get to it. But yeah. I just like plotting it out. It's very strange. It's very much like... Is this... Does it map one to one in terms of like location and temperature? Like, well, well see I... the, th- the thing is like because it's because it's a disc world. I'm yeah. like, oh, there's no other hemisphere. It's all the eastern hemisphere. So it's Europe, the rockinest at- hemisphere there is. <laughs> According to Futurama, the worst hemisphere. But yeah, no, there's 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 fake. There, there's not Asia. There's not Europe. There's not Africa. There's not Australia. It's all. Eastern Hemisphere. It, oh, this vaguely reminds me of like when people talk about oh this different sector of the galaxy in 40k. It's like oh wait, that's the Eastern sector. What does that mean? I'm yeah, <laughs> you know, space <laughs> east. Yeah, but like all the all the Spaced. places, all the places that are named in Discworld have very clear like analogs. Analogs specifically in the Eastern Hemisphere. I would. There must be someone who's made like a Civ mod for Discworld. Oh, absolutely. Listen, like, there has to they, they've made a Fallout New Vegas mod for Hearts of Iron 4. People have done yeah. everything. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so, okay. Anyway. So, let's go... Let's go now that deep. all that shit's over, yeah. yeah. The, the, it opens with Rincewind learning new tourist words from um, his travels with Two Flower. Like, picturesque, which means unbelievably dangerous quaint which means run down and poor and tourist which means dumbass 
Yes. Wow. Full accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Two Flower wants to learn about magic. Right. Erinswind he... sings the sad tale of I read a book in a fucking nuclear containment facility. Yeah. <laughs> and now I can't learn any other magic. Yeah. Because, like, Two Flower is like, oh, I bet magic's really cool. And then Rinswind's like, no, it actually sucks. Uh-huh. It's super boring. And yeah. he's like, oh, man. He's like, what happened to you, Magic? You used to be cool. Like, it used to be wild and lawless, <laughs> right. and they made up some rules. It's a cool concept, I'll admit. They they sort of drop this later, but, like, the concept of, um, in order to do something with magic, you need to expend the same amount of effort as it would take to just do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, uh, picking the lock on a door. <laughs> yeah, picking lock on a door, easy. Making wine from nothing? You'd better fucking prepare, idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Making it's... something float? Oh god, no, Jesus, don't even. <laughs> right. They say, like, there's some kind of, like, law of conservation of reality, I think, or something. Yeah. That's, and, like, because Rincewind has the biggest spell in his head, he just can't learn anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's dropped, and later books, even after Rincewind says the spell, uh, he's just a bad wizard now. <laughs> Good. Sure. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, he was a bad he wizard a the whole wizard. time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Newsflash, asshole. He was a bad wizard the whole time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so so they're journeying, and meanwhile, the gods are playing their game, and they've they've become suddenly a, tr- suddenly a troll shows up. Yeah. yeah. Random encounter. Yeah. Yeah, because you get the little bit where. Everyone's like choosing their champions, and I, the lady chooses Rincewind and Two Flower. Yeah, just a lot of dumb bullshit happens because it's all like rules popping off, like encounters popping off. <laughs> yeah, like Rincewind can Rincewind can hear like dice being thrown, and like feel wind that isn't there. And there's yeah. a really good bit when the troll the troll shows up, and it's like. Because it was transported thousands of miles closer to the rim than its home um, in the cold mountains, it was very upset. Right. I, I love that this comes back later. The fact that the trolls in this world, they, they're they actually quite smart as long as they're in cold temperatures. Yeah. Oh, is that a thing? That's yeah, they ha- they're silicone-based life forms, so if their brain really overheats, funny. it's like your computer overheating. Oh, that's pretty good. I like but, that. Like, o- but like overheating for them is like... You know, I don't know, like twenty-five degrees Celsius, so like seven, it's a brisk degrees. spring day. Yeah, it's I, like that's overheating. That yeah. Big mood, no, like <laughs> <laughs> um, a recurring troll character, and one of my favorite characters, yes. Detritus, gets locked in um like a, a fantasy, a, a fantasy co- cooled warehouse for yeah. storing pork. Um. I will, that's all I will say at the moment. Um, okay. Um, and he gets so smart, he works out the equation to solve all reality, um, oh. and also is dying because he's freezing to death. Wow. <laughs> um, and then when people open the door to save him, it melts the frost that he was writing the equations in. Damn. And then he gets a nice <laughs> little, he gets a nice little helmet built, um, that cools his head for him. Um, Wish that were me. It makes him smart. Err. Err. It's all relative. God. This actually leads to a seed in the truth, which I like, but, like, the wind... Okay, so we're skipping ahead 30 books here for a second. Um, Oh, wow. (laughs) In the truth, it's... 
stated repeatedly to be the coldest winter in living memory. Um, like, cold to the point where the water in ink is freezing separate from the pigment. Mm. Okay, yeah. Um, and Detritus is still a big dumb troll. I'm like, no, he should be fine. (laughs) He should be like human man. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, this is the bit where, like, when Winswood's fighting the troll, there's one of the few, like, really, like, this book's not laugh-out-loud funny so much as it is, like, amusing- yeah, one of the yeah. few like really funny bits is when Rincewind is like tosses a sword and just falls into the fucking bushes on the other side of the road. <laughs> yeah, like, I, and there's like dumb stuff with like the gods messing around with them because like yeah, he lady, throws the sword and it goes into a bush, but then it bounces off of a rock. I think, but then, then he's just so lucky that it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would imagine the... that's when the five sided. That's when the five on the die like just flipped over. <laughs> It's like, yeah. Huh? Huh? <laughs> and then the troll injures um, two flowers. Sorry. The troll injures two flowers' uh, horse and it runs off, and then its brain realizes it's dead. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a bit where um, two flowers' horses gallop through the forest so far. Like, it went past a bear, it got mad, but the horse just kept running. It stepped on a bunch of wolves, just kept running. And then in the next paragraph, Rincewind's like, oh god, the bear, and then the wolves. wolves. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Two Flower has found a temple. Well, hold with on. With a weird... Oh, sorry. He's... Because he's standing around, when the horse finally calms down, he's like, okay, alright. Think about the things you find in the woods. Um, gotta find a gingerbread house. And it's like, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> I, love, I love Two Flowers so much. <laughs> I love like, this stupid man. He's like, like, that sounds like dumb fantasy bullshit that I would find. <laughs> Two Flowers perfect because it's like, hey, yeah, think about what you'll find in the woods, what's useful. Not that. Anything but that. For Anything but that, honey. Jesus Christ. Like, oh, Temple of Belshamharath? Love it. Let's go there. Oh, huh. here's, here's a weird stone scrolling of, like, a spider or an octopus? That must be a friendly, nice hut. <laughs> yeah, something with a lot of arms. There, There's a bit where it's like he reads the inscription on the stone about the temple, and then he realizes, wait, I don't know what this says. It's just going directly into my brain. Yeah. Huh. Well, seems anyway. Normal. Seems trustworthy. Do-do-do-do-do. So he, go- he is heading to the temple. Meanwhile... Uh, Rincewind is fucking like dangling from a tree over a pit of wolves and a bear. And we fucking Gilligan cut, and he's just hanging out <laughs> of a tree. Death, death is there, like soap. Yeah, <laughs> just... that's just watching. He's like, oh, this is gonna rule. But of course, because luck is on his side, he like slides off like the next branch. Like he like tears the the bark, bark off the starts tree. tearing off, and it like fucking pops a hornet's nest down onto the wolves. Yeah. And then... Vince Wayne is very much Ben Stillering himself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do like the last uh, paragraphs of this book where Death's fascination with Vince Wynn starts. Yeah. It's basically yeah. like if someone had an ant farm and the ants made a tunnel flipping them off. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that can't possibly be right, could it? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's too stupid. God, he's so stupid. I can't not follow him around. <laughs> yeah, like there's a, there's another line where Rincewind's like, oh, I can't just leave him there. It'd be like kicking the puppy. Yeah, um, a puppy full of gold. <laughs> a golden puppy. And then Rincewind gets like 
grabbed by a dryad and just grab shoved into the tree. And he gets nice wine. Uh, he gets the. To... Oh, hold on. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> between this, we we flip back to the to the gods um, briefly, and uh, Lady Luck is playing against Fate, who's like this nice old man. Um, Except of course, the late lady. Uh, this you you were probably about to say this. Sorry, I'll just stop. What the fuck am I doing? No, Holly, what, what were you gonna say? Just I like was gonna... it was established earlier that Lady Luck had bright green eyes. Yeah, I was gonna talk about Fate's eyes. Um, yeah, because I love that passage. Yes, <clears throat> where he talks about the gods' eyes and how they can't, uh, you know, they can't hide their nature. Um, mm. When I was reading that passage, which I, I'm not gonna look in my book and find. Um, I was listening to a specific song called Black Sunday by Federale, um, and it has, it's it's from the movie uh, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, which is a great uh, Iranian vampire film. Right, um, yeah. But this opening, it's like this really eerie harpsichord, so like, listening to that and reading that passage about this man's like, dark black eyes had me shook. Like, <laughs> <laughs> dear listeners... Please go experience that. <laughs> I'm actually uh, there right now. It's, um, while at a glance they were simply dark, a closer look would reveal, too late, that they were nothing but holes opening onto a blackness so remote, so deep that the watcher would feel himself inexorably drawn to the twin pools of infinite night and their terrible wheeling stars. Yep. Yeah. So that with, like, some uh, spooky harpsichord uh, and a lady going, ooh. Like, ooh, ooh. When I got chills, ooh. <laughs> hey, this is the this is the. If you've seen it, there's a video of like a D and D um, a group where the GM has custom made a giant fucking Lovecraftian nightmare piece, and that's what fate plonks onto the table. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Meanwhile, uh, Rincewind's hanging out in the Tree Palace with uh, the Dryad. Yeah, yeah. They're fucking pissed. <laughs> well, first Rincewind's like. Hmm. Got good wine. Sitting on nice cushions. There's a mysterious yellow light I can't identify the source of. And there's <laughs> naked ladies who are described as some sort of furry. Like, I don't know how to interpret that. Uh, you know. You know. You know how you people know. are furry? Like, <laughs> Listen, it's 2020. It's 2020. <laughs> Dryads don't shave. Dryads don't shave. And this is where we get the male dryads who are fucking lump beef broth over here. Yeah, they're like <laughs> ten feet tall or whatever. Chunk Stunkman. Her name's like Drew Ellen or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, Drewella Deville. Drewella Deville. Wonderful. Uh, and she's like, "What? You're a fucking wizard?" She's like, "How come you don't got no wizard shit?" Yeah, um, why are you such it a died. wizard? <laughs> uh, my ambulance in the shop. My 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 cat died. Oh yeah, <laughs> my, my hat blew away. Like. Yeah, right. <laughs> What's really funny is that in every single other Rincewind book, it makes a point of mentioning his shitty fucking hat. Mm-hmm. He got with, a new one. Yeah. With wizard misspelled on it. <laughs> so, oh, god damn it. W-I-Z-Z-E-R-D, wizard. That's my favorite wizard. 80s hair metal band. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Like, he's trapped, at, at the beginning of one book, he's been trapped on a deserted island for years. Um, and he has fashioned himself a hat, which he has, pay- like, spent a lot of time and effort 
sewing wizard into it, still misspelled. Just <laughs> trying to hang on to society. So same. <laughs> it's just the equivalent of holding up the jack and being like, who's Disco Stew? <laughs> I, was gonna, I was gonna say Disco Wizard, but I ran out of room. Yeah. And also letters, I did the wrong ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drill is like, oh yeah, you'll be lucky, you're just gonna die. After you watch your friend get his soul eaten. Right. It's like, huh. Your friend's down there at the oh. temple. He's he about to get it. Like Yeah, like we're gonna watch because it's gonna be so awful. Yeah. Muffled I wanna be playing in the distance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two flowers wandering into the temple like a big idiot. And they're oh, like, yeah. mm, he's gonna have his soul eaten and you're just gonna get executed. Did they do like the lore dump on Dryads where Rincewind's like, Oh, I thought they were like all gone. Right, I yeah, think he that's says, in like, here. Yeah, like he, elves he, he, or whatever. He mentioned that earlier when um, two, he like he's thinking to himself how two flowers been asking. I want to see dryads and elves and gnomes. Like, oh, I got news for you, buddy. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like weird lore shit we were talking about. So he mentions elves and trolls being the last of the old magical races still in the existence. Twilight people. Yeah. Um. Elves were banished to a shadow dimension by witches millennia ago. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, they were and rude. also, gnomes totally exist still. <laughs> Whoops. Don't worry That's about just it. shit that happens in later books. Oh, so, but, um, Terry mentions the coming of men to Discworld. Like, that's what drives all the Twilight people away. Are men not native to Discworld? Like, again, this is the only book it's mentioned. Uh, <laughs> What? You'd never get an answer. I'm fuck looking into forever. a camera like I'm on the office. Like Terry, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, we get a lot of shit about like the. We get a lot of stuff regarding the creator in one book for one island, um, but other than that, nothing. Hmm. There. Wow. Um, and honestly, in that book, he's more concerned with cr- accidentally creating the platypus because the wizards fucked around. <laughs> Good. Listen. Fair. Platypuses are weird. <laughs> they don't make any sense. I say this as an Australian. Terry Pratchett literally had the wizards create a duck by committee. And... <laughs> Good. It's like, uh, you know, it should lay eggs. But it's a mammal, so, like, it secretes its milk. You know, from its skin. Oh, yeah, it's also gonna be poisonous. Like, really poisonous. <laughs> like, really poisonous. <laughs> Julie, how often do you run into platypuses in your everyday life? Not very often. They're very secretive creatures. Oh. Aww. Like you actually, they actively try like try to stay out of sight. Uh, Understandable. They should be ashamed. <laughs> Jeez. What about echidnas and their weird four pronged penises? Should also be ashamed. Yeah, but that's cute. I guess you'll it's never look cool. at Sonic the Hedgehog the same way again. It's very well. Hey, well, that that's that's a hedgehog, not an echidna. Well, no, Knuckles is there. That's true. Echidnas are very cute when they sneeze. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, cute cute animals aside. <laughs> this is also where we get the lore dump about... Um, they they mentioned that uh, to Rincewind that Two Flower has entered the Temple of Belshamaroth. And he's the big bad. Because he, well, he, he just loves the number eight so much. Yeah. Uh, 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 you can't say uh, that. Uh, we can't say it. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Also, I think wizards not being allowed to say eight is another thing that dries up instantly. <laughs> oh, yeah, that feels like it was important for this chapter, and 
Terry's not going to maintain yes. the energy to keep I that think, up. In fact, by book three, um, uh, equal rights, like the dying wizard straight up says eighth son of an eighth son. So that's... Uh, <laughs> yeah. The rights uh, equal eight. This, this is literally like a joke that... Uh, he really wanted to make at the time and then immediately was just like I don't want to have to do this fucking shit every time I yeah. write the number 8 in these books what the fuck comes after 7 <laughs> the joke being regular magic it's the magic number is 7 well this one is 8 Yeah, mm. Listen, it's as a Chinese person not being able to say 8 I'm horribly offended by this <laughs> it's very funny um, is it um, in Chinese is it 4 that's bad it's four that's bad because it uh, sounds like death phonetically. Yeah. yeah. I just couldn't remember what the number was. I just knew it sounded like death. Yeah, it's three is good luck because three uh, it represents the life cycle. Um, four is bad because it represents death. Uh, seven's also lucky. Eight's super lucky because it sounds like wealth and fortune. And okay. we yeah. love money. Um, the amount of <laughs> license plates I see around here that have just eights on them, I'm like, yep. Yep. <laughs> no, I know. Yep. Yeah. Love to see I it. Can, uh... And then nine is the, like, it's like a holy number because of the fact that it's, like, technically the highest number you can get. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Anyway, Rincewind, like, he hears the die um, again, and he makes a daring escape, mostly by ducking through presumably the dick end balls of <laughs> numerous male triads. Excuse you, excuse you. Twig and berries. Um, oh, also, uh, I'm gonna say fruit and veg. The culture, Holly. <laughs> I was gonna say fruit and veg. Ex- also, Bad. we completely skipped over the part where they make a television via old magic. Yeah, they oh, fucking yeah. do the ring around the oh, rosy yeah. so fast that uh... <laughs> that it, it makes some some fucking TV made out of static energy. <laughs> yeah, I. I mean, the thing I like is that Rinson's like, damn, wish I could do that. He's like, ooh, <laughs> magic, you say? Wish oh, that you guys were get me. to do the cool magic. I love every description of magic-heavy environments that pop up through the books, because it's always like, you smell ozone and taste tin and shit like that. Yeah. yeah. But you're anyway, then he escapes. This doofus portal. Yeah. <laughs> He he escapes by fucking making making a bunch of the male dryads do the fucking uh, Dover boys of Pimento U triple punch at each other, <laughs> yeah. and then he jumps through the television that's also a magic portal. Well, hold on. Um, so uh, Druellen's like, hey, oh yeah, do some magic, a, idiot. Cast a spell to get out of here, you bitch. You won't. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> I only I know the one spell. Read my mind. You'll find out what it is. And she loses her fucking shit. Fucking silence of the library. I'm the doctor. Look me up. Level yeah. shit. It's like, yeah. Whoa, mm. <laughs> I loved a reference when good Doctor Who was a good show that I liked to watch. Oh, I, <laughs> I miss when Doctor Who was a good show that I liked to watch. I, I hear it might it. be good now. Who knows? I haven't had TV access in years. I can't trust it. I just can't trust it anymore. Yeah. I, I did. I so I was at my my roommate's mom's house um, a while ago. And I think they watched, like, the finale of the first season of, of uh, New Lady Doctor. And I was like, yeah, this ain't bad. I was, but, like, her her mom was like, wait, you haven't watched any of the rest of it, have you? And I was like, no. And she was like, what? Because she's like... <laughs> I have the, a DVD box like, set. She's like, well, you gotta watch the rest of it. I was like, was that the finale of the season? She's like, 
I think so, yeah. And I was like, well, that's that. Hey, that's fine. But she's like very concerned with spoilers. She's like, you should have said you hadn't watched it yet. And I was like, no. <laughs> I have a DVD in my hands of um, the entirety of Remembrance of the Daleks. And I would rather just watch that several times than watch any Doctor Who made after David Tennant left. Fair. I I did not hate Matt Smith. I started watching when Matt Smith got on the on the program and it's the early days of matt smith were not bad um yeah i like matt smith as an actor yeah yeah also as mark might be saying um jess you're a super robot right now i mean you're y'all are super robots right oh actually you sound fine yeah it's fine now what the hell happened okay all right Luckily, we were just talking about dumb bullshit during all of that, so... I, that's Fair. what happens when you talk about Doctor Who on a Discord podcast. I it's mean... cursed. <laughs> <laughs> Terry felt us talking about another property and was like, like whoa, whoa, whoa. Hmm, I don't think so. I didn't get to write an episode of that, so... <laughs> I could still make out what you were saying. It was fine. Nah, it's, it's fine. I'll fix it. I'll fix it in post. Um, right before he jumps through the magic t- uh, TV portal, um, Rincewind sees a big horse, like super big large boy and the the dryads are like hey whose horse is that and ritsun he recognizes it but he doesn't know from where well no cuz like he knows for sure he plays dumb with the dryads he's like oh i don't know yeah no no it says like there's something familiar about it ritsun tried to remember where he had seen it before and then they ask hey whose horse is that and he's like i don't know Anyway, it's Run's. Run is in the temple, and it, it makes a point of it. It makes a point of like going like Run was confused momentarily about why he was transported to this place, but then it's like, oh, magic temple. Okay, yeah, I got. I imagine Run sounds like Patrick Warburton, like, oh yeah, magic temple. <laughs> got it. Yeah, very Brock Samson. <laughs> the temple for Cusco. Cusco's temple. <laughs> temple for Belshamharath. Yeah, yeah. Um. I was like, did he just walk around in here a bunch before figuring out that it was a magic temple? <laughs> that oh, could yeah. also be the case, definitely. Could be a regular temple. Yeah. Well, it's the case where Haram was like, hmm, weird jungle. Huh. Magic walking box treasure in it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, God. It checks okay. out. Oh, the, the fucking, the luggage does like the dollar trick on him. Like the dollar <laughs> on a really string does. trick. Yeah. It's like, huh? I, huh? Oh, don't follow this trail of gold I've left. <laughs> and luckily he's exactly dumb enough to... Yeah. To fucking do it. He just doesn't care. He's just like, sure, whatever. God. Oh, we we get like a nice uh, description of Run here where like there's a lot of gold on him and then just like a leopard print loincloth. Yeah. Like <laughs> this himbo just out here. Yeah. I like the way they say it because it's like he's he's got a ton of gold on. All of it's on his, his wrists and ankles so that he's just naked basically. Yeah. Well, he he got this loincloth in like Ho Wonderland or something. Like On Wonderland. That gets mentioned a lot. Ho Wonderland. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Also the fact that Hron is now accompanied by his sword sidekick. Oh yeah. He God, this fucking sword sucks so I much. Lo- I love him though. <laughs> I love a talking sword. Like yeah. Replace it's the talking good. sword Replace the talking sword that Hrun has with, like, the jokes from Looney Tune where the singing sword was just Frank Sinatra. <laughs> yeah. Okay, no, but replace it with the singing sword from Power Rangers. The actual talking one with the... Oh, yeah. Oh, Christ, yeah. <laughs> oh, Run, you have to summon your dragon sword. <laughs> I mean, he would have if he could have. Oh, yeah, of course. Also, um, Rincewind appearing in front of Two Flower 
uh, through, like, the magic TV portal is one of the most upsetting pieces of transportation magic I've ever seen. Yeah, it's like... He's a horrible little man who's writhing in pain. Yeah, he's just... There's this small little man falling through through some kind of weird hammer space. And he can, all he can hear is a sliver of a scream. It's like, oh, that's, that's like, bad. Like, if, if the ah just got drawn out... It, yeah. And also, it feels like that's Terry Pratchett trying his best to describe, like, the discordant sound of audio fucking up. Yeah, like... Yeah. Like, like, hanging in l- the air. When everyone was robots for a second, it'd be like yeah. if we got... <laughs> yeah, just constantly wow. repeating this one <laughs> <on> the screen. <laughs> yeah. I, I also like how Two Flower literally just, like, stands there and watches it. He's just like, oh, cool. <laughs> I, wow, cool ca- magic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, Man being I, brutally torn through reality. I'm surprised there wasn't a bit with two flowers just like, neat, and takes a picture. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's got to save his salamanders, though. That's true. That's another thing that's like, yeah, people know about salamanders in future Discord. They're just there. Maybe they're inv- maybe two flowers got loose, and they're just an invasive species. Probably. Oh my god. They find each other, and... Rinsford is desperately trying to be like, please don't say the number eight. <laughs> well, okay, so before Rincewind gets uh, pulled into this scene, Two Flowers walking around and, like, in the narration of the descriptions of everything, like, he's noticing all the things that are eight-shaped. Right, like, everything has eight sides, all the hallways <laughs> and doors. Octagon-shaped hallways, okay. Octagon-shaped rooms, sure. Octagon sh- If we're assuming regular octagon-shaped everything, it's where the paving stones come in that I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> but, like, I, j- I just find that it's it's interesting that it's, it's a change in, like... Because it's not dialogue, but, like, it's a thought process. So you see Two Flowers' thought process, and he's like... Ooh, neat eights. And then you switch over to Rincewind's, like, oh, thought God, process geez. later on. And he's like, uh, yeah, you know, seven plus one sides on this thing. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's, like, damn. It's it's a fun... You you see the very distinct switch on, on who you're technically in their point of view. It's like a delightful, like... like, like I don't know, like, like just, it's, so, it's, just it's someone... Like if, it, it's like if before that's the end scene in the first Ghostbusters movie, you just got a peek into Dan Aykroyd's head, and he's just going marshmallow, 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 marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> like... I was, was going to say, like, um, a fucking a trip to, like, a fucking famous cave system, and, like, some t- totally, like, like, just pure and beautiful people are just like, oh, look at these lovely stalactites and stalagmites. Isn't nature beautiful? And then we immediately cut to, oh, that's a dick. That's a little dick. That one's a dick. That's a dick. (laughs) A lot of dongers in this cavern. (laughs) Love to come on down to Donger's Cavern. (laughs) Rincewind is like, hey, please don't fucking say the number eight or we'll die. And then the imp just does. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, is it Huron's sword? Yeah, it was Huron's sword. That's later. That oh, okay. It's Huron's sword later in the chamber. Before Winswin shows up, Two Flowers talking to the, the camera imp, and he's like, hey, this place got, like, bad vibes. Like, this place is evil. And he's like, you're a demon. Like, what is evil to you? He's yeah. like, I don't know. But he does let eight slip, and then there's, like, some weird echoing thing that Two Flower hears, and that's, like, you know, partial awakening of the, the hell beast that lives under the temple. Yeah. And it's just really funny going, like, you're a devil. What's evil? And, you know, 
stuff. Well, you know, just mean stuff, things. I guess. Yeah. You know, like the number eight. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so they meet up with Ron, and in, they meet up with Ron in uh, the spooky altar room where you know shit's about to pop off. If this were a video game, that's the room where you have the boss fight. <laughs> Yes, there's yeah. a save point huh. outside. Why is of this it, room. There's a save point outside. <laughs> What's this fog door? What's all this shoulder height cover? Huh? <laughs> Weird. Weird. There's what? a whole bunch of health kits and ammo packs here, and the chain gun. They don't just hand out the chain gun. Why am I festooned with rocket launcher packs? Huh? Okay. Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Weird. I just had three separate. Like, are you sure you're ready to go into the? Are you sure? Are you sure? You want to enter the Holy See, huh? Yeah. I've been playing a lot of Heavensward lately, so... Wow. God. Uh, and yeah, there's like a big ominous, like, there's an altar and like a giant stone slab, and they're like, hmm, seems normal. Front sword is like, hey, why are you being so weird and not saying the number eight? God damn it! I told you not to say. It, it, and like it, it echoes and just doesn't stop. At which point, Rinsu is like, "Fuck it, guess I'll say it too." <laughs> yeah, die young, leave a horribly eviscerated corpse. <laughs> yeah, wow. We got a, a a lot of tentacly friends here. Is there? Is this when they do the like the info dump on? Hey, magic is basically nuclear power because books are like nuclear waste. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I, I love that. That's like a real Yeah, fun... that's something that they keep, which is one of yeah. my favorite things. I just... <laughs> I love we tried to bury in the forest. Whoops, trees started walking. We tried to throw into the ocean. Oh, hmm. Psychic clams. Bad. Well, we... Psychic clams is one of my favorite <laughs> concepts. <laughs> I love that it's like, yeah, they got psychic clams. Uh, Terry, you want to expound on that? Like, what the no. fuck happens? It's like, See, Terry, tell so... me more about invisible fish and psychic clams, please. So, so first, it's just shoving in the cave somewhere. That's what oh, leads to no, the well, trees. Well, hold on, hold on, because mm-hmm. Terry mentions he's like, yeah, countries on the rim would just like throw it off the edge of the world. Yeah. Oh, isn't that just great for crawl? <laughs> Which no, I love that he mentions that and he goes, other places had less sophisticated means. It's like. <laughs> Just throw it off the edge listen, of the world listen. is the most sophisticated means you have. Listen, at the end of this book, it's revealed that lowering some people in a big fucking jar over the side of the rim is the equivalent of the space program. <laughs> like, yeah. this yeah. is if we got rid of our nuclear waste by making a sp- Apollo program about it. Yeah, Oh for sure. my god. Uh, yeah. Like, if our trash solution was firing into the sun... I mean, you can't oh, prove it won't Rama. happen. Yeah. Yeah. Futurama, you can't prove it won't happen. You can't prove it won't happen. But so, so everywhere else, first it was just shoved in the cave, just, just shove, it, shove it in the cave, and that made the trees walk, and the five-headed chickens or whatever. Um, then it was put it in octiron and sink it into the ocean, and that made the psychic clams and the vengeful <laughs> jellyfish or whatever. Um... And then finally, it's like, okay, okay, keep it in magical universities in special rooms made of denatured octiron um, and special runes until they lose their magical potency and can be just dumped in somewhere. Who cares? But it's yeah. still easy enough for a drunk college student to go in on a dare. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> listen, like... the library... Listen, 
spoilers, but the librarian was not an orangutan who could snap your neck like a twig yet. He was just some guy. Like <laughs> I, I always forget the librarian hasn't always been an orangutan. No, that happens in book number three. This is no, wild two. to hear. This, that's what <laughs> the things you just said. Wild to hear. The librarian becomes an orangutan in book number two, and after that point, he becomes one of the most recurring characters after death. Like insane, <laughs> with zero dialogue. Just so good. Just I love the librarian so much. It's like, do you want to change you back? No. <laughs> At, at one point, it becomes like, oh, I could change you back if you wanted Grip's giant simian hand around neck, or I could not! <laughs> it's, it's, very, it's very much like, ah, oh, tease. Sorry we turned you to a tree himbo. Okay, I guess we'll change you back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Fucking wait, Beauty and the Beast ass, don't change me back. <laughs> so the, I also, uh, I want to call out another very 2020 sentence. Um, mm-hmm. All the terror had been spent now. He had broken through the terror barrier, perhaps, right. and was in the dead calm state of mind that lies on the other side. Um, <laughs> yeah. Very 2020 energy. <laughs> yeah. Vital information for your everyday life. Um, wow. But, yeah, once they both say eight, um, fucking shove cigar off, that's from Quake, I don't care. Um, Elshamaroth. Please, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please, honor these fake Lovecraftian bullshit Put things. some respect on the name. Some respect for the name who, for the man who named his cat the N word. <laughs> I'm so glad they just become the beings from the dungeon dimension by two books from now. Um, <laughs> if it doesn't have some racism in it, it's not true Lovecraftian. Otherwise, it's Sparkling Eldritch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, Sparkling Eldritch is my drag name. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Christ, Jess. Um. So. They, like just a big fucking mass of tentacles uh, comes up, and a big old and, line yeah. And Run is um, fighting him, but he gets overtaken. Rincewind is about to say the spell, and uh, the tentacles choke him. Before they, uh, before they do that, um, I want to call out Terry. Just dr- does away with the language barrier. Oh yeah, this is where that happens. Yeah, because because Run comes into the room because he's been chasing the luggage. And Two Flowers like, oh, who's this guy? And he's like, I'm Huron. And it's like, yeah. motherfucker, the whole last chapter was you not being able to talk to anybody because you don't speak the language. I don't know. Thanks, Terry. Bo- well, they're both idiots. They have a sacred connection. Oh, true. You're they right. Inter- they understand each other inherently. See, the thing is, is like, if you go on badwebsitetvtropes.com. Oh, no. Oh, God. You'll you never have... catch me there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Quotes from Terry Pratchett um, regarding the patrician of Ankh-Morpork are the page quotes for both the Watsonian explanation and the Doyleist explanation. So, like, um, Watsonian explanation, Hrun spends so much time in so many places he's just picked up languages. Doyleist explanation, shut up. Just shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, okay? (laughs) Understandable, okay. Are we supposed to believe this is some kind of magic xylophone? <laughs> well, you see, anytime you read something like that, a wizard did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's very specifically a wizard with two Zs and E-R-D. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wizard. Okay. Can we get this through? This fun to say. Can we get through yeah, this Get through the fight. Get through the fight. Yeah. Sorry, get through the I fight. Keep... Rinsewind, everyone's fucking clocked out by these tentacles. 
Um, Two Flower was previously attaching um, a flashbulb to his camera. Um, a flashbulb made of sun-drinking salamanders. This is another thing. Like, they're extinct in most of the disc, but they're alive and well on the counterweight continent. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And they're they're really fat. And they're... They've they been explode. gorging themselves on it as revealed um, the high levels of magic energy. Yeah. Right. It's because of all of the... Octarine radiation. radiation is, like, the most filling kind of light for them to eat. So, Octarine is basically UV light, then. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. you know. And then they poop out all the other wavelengths. <laughs> um, I do love the idea of salamanders that have no mouths, because they just eat UV light. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. I have no mouth, and I'm a shit. <laughs> wow. I mean, Amazing. it's like it's like a blowhole. It's just... <laughs> yeah. Um, but their tails are full up of sunlight, and uh, when they get startled, they unleash such a big flash that it blinds um, Bell Samaroff. Um, and it's later revealed that the picture that Ritzwin took is of his thumb, which is very good. Mm-hmm. It's Oh, the description Perfect. of like this shitty-ass picture, and he's like, story of my life. It's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. And yeah. it, it blinds um, Bell Shigarath. Bell Shamaroth. You have Mark. You've officially combined the name for the final boss of Quake and this thing. Oh, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I Bell love how Shamrock Shake. Who cares? Bell Shamrock yeah. Shake. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Uncle Patio Gribbly. <laughs> I hate Fuck. this. I hate this show. It's only been two episodes. Um, <laughs> Krun's just like, he's just swinging his, his talking sword just back and forth, and he's just doing this this whole fucking time. He's just cutting up these fucking tentacles while, yeah. well, two flower rinse would have to, like, actually get out of this. If they die, they die. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, they blind they blind the god, and it goes crawls back into its hole. Um, And then as Hrun is counting up the treasure... They all notice, like, hey, there's a weird wind that isn't wind happening, and it's time retaking this place. I love this. Yeah. It's so cool. cool. It's so fucking cool. Time was too scared to take the temple of Belshamaroth. That's, okay. So that's, I, okay. All right. I am not here to praise, uh... H.P. Lovecraft in any way. That motherfucker a racist ass bitch. Um, mm-hmm. This, of time being afraid of a place, is is very like, this whole thing very cosmic horror. I can't believe in like ten pages Terry Pratchett did better cosmic horror than that racist ass bitch ever I did. I can extremely in, in easily believe it because years. Terry Pratchett is a good person as yeah, <laughs> opposed to I mean, a bad one. <laughs> listen, I'm not saying you have to be a good person to write good cosmic horror, but like he just does it so quickly, so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in ten pages, it outweighs all of like the history of cosmic horror literature. Like, yeah, yeah. He's just like all the all the magic's gone from this place now. It's all being replaced by time. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest magic of all: the passage of linear time. Just the description of like a beech tree sprouting up instantly from the ground and instantly like rotting, dying, and dying. Like, in the middle of a an oak copse. Coast. Like, ima- like yeah. imagine you're Oak watching Coast? those actual like, <laughs> time I said copes footage. first. 
<laughs> it's like being in time lapse footage, but you're still moving at regular time, like right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like terrifying. <laughs> Me on November twenty second, looking at the time lapse footage of some jack o' lanterns. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So, uh, Huron gets his uh big old horse to just run right into the temple and he gets on and you know his two stragglers jump on the horse too and he's he's not bothered but he's just like whatever well uh, i like that he purposely s- scoops up two flower but he just lets rinswin jump on it's oh like- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> listen listen two flower is a baby man of 46 and we must protect him <laughs> two flower is baby mm-hmm. god i still can't believe that like after Two Flower leaves the picture um, at the end of book number two, the next time we see him, he'll have a sad backstory attached to him. Unfortunate. <laughs> I just like how they like to, oh, he's a funny little man. And that's like, his whole family died. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, wild. I love how when they're they're running out of the temple, like Rincewind looks back and the the luggage is chasing them like it always has been. But now also... The camera, which is on tripod legs, is also chasing them. Yeah, that was something I was reading. It's like, wait, the camera's also made a sapient pair? Oh well, my goodness. The, the tripod is, at least. And I, yeah. I love that. I think mm-hmm. it's very good. Um, and then, yeah, they get outside and just watch time fuck this temple up. <laughs> I'm just imagining an edited version of the Simpsons bit with the autodialer trying to escape Homer, but with the tripod. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no, you don't. No, you don't. Just click, click. Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> Like, Mark, oh, I'm God. afraid you're out. You're outnumbered, Simpsons fans, three to one on this one yeah. instead of two to one on our other podcast. Well, I signed up for this, so here I am. Um, I'm prepared to suffer for my art. It's okay. Oh, I salute you, Mark. <laughs> Braver than any U.S. Marine. Wow, thank you. Man who has to put up with Simpsons fans. <laughs> I still can't. You know what? I'm going to bring this up now. Um, Mark, at multiple points, has gone, oh, Holly loves The Simpsons. I'm going to make a Simpsons reference for her to get. And then he references The Simpsons that he watched in high school, which mm-hmm. is fucking season 20-something. Oh, I'm like, God. Mark, I have no fucking clue what you- I haven't watched a single episode of The Simpsons after season 10. I don't know what you're saying. You're fucked up. <laughs> You know that fucking pizza chain that was in season 17? I'm like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Are, I don't... What? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they escape the temple and, like, uh, Rincewind's like, okay, we might want to get away from Hrun before he attacks us. Right. And Hrun's like, gonna kill what? us and steal our gold. Hold on. We saved him. It's like, okay, he wouldn't kill us. Hold he on. would just leave us for dead. I want to say something. Um, yeah? Before this... Uh, they're all hanging out. They're eating a a bear that uh, Ron killed, which is clearly the bear from the beginning of the chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, and like fucking, it hoved into his field of vision, and he no scoped it like. basically. And so, uh, Ron and Two Flower kind of you know doing whatever, and um, Kring, uh, Ron's sword is just like talking Rincewind's fucking ear off. Right. Um, is and this this is how I got the nick. Two-thirds of the way down my spine. Okay. But, um, is this sword hitting on Rincewind? Because I've I've had men talk to me like this. (laughs) (laughs) I have had men talk my fucking ear off like this. So I can only read this 
as this wizard is more fitting to own a magic sword. Okay, such but as like, I. Fuck, okay, um, hold on. I just like doing. Stop voices. doing the fucking voices. Thank you. Okay. The fucking voice is good. I like it, Holly. Um, thank you. But <laughs> what the fuck does it fucking say? I could see you were a cultured person. So seldom do I get to meet really interesting <sighs> people for any length of time, anyway. And I'm like. Uh, give me five dollars for every time a man has talked to me like that, <laughs> man and I didn't say anything to, you, to him. Revealing you know a Star Wars. Oh can, my god! I, and I'm I like, I cannot believe this sword is a sapiosexual. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I've said five fucking words to you, Derek. Leave me alone. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I know what the word juxtapose means. God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. But so yeah. Um. Uh, this sword wants to fuck Rincewind if it could, um, and that's my fan theory. <laughs> Listen, I know, I, I know, Crun says that I accept no sheath, but like, I mean, for the right uh, person. Well, like, hey, What I'm saying is, the sword it. is a top. Wait, hold on. The sword is a top. Then. Uh, <laughs> I, can we? Okay. That's, okay. Is okay. Is that? Is that? Mm, I. Man, I. I'm oh wait, fuck! Logistics. I got it backwards. If he would accept no sheath, then the sword is a bottom. <laughs> yeah, that's I. <laughs> I said it backwards. My apologies, everyone listening. <laughs> I'm just now thinking of the painful logistics of a sword. Shut the sword up, your butt, bottom. everyone. <laughs> Please. Oh, the sword wants this is, to fuck it. <laughs> this is not a sword. This is not a show for medical advice. Please do not put a sword in your butt. Do it. It's cool. titles can just do it it's cool be the episode title like <laughs> that's her just to the side <laughs> it's probably gonna be bell shamrock shake i'm not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna puke <laughs> i'm just okay. gonna tell i'm just gonna tell my future students that every time do it it's cool yeah. <laughs> it's cool um here's advice to all boys Put something up your butt sometimes. Dun, 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 dun. Um, moving on. So two, two flowers like, hey, like, what if we bring Run with us as like protection and shit? And Rinson's like, mm. who's gonna protect oh. us from Run though? Is the thing. Like maybe, and he's like, oh wait, uh, he's like super fucking vapid, so we'll just give him pictures of himself, right, as he's... payments. Oh, he's a hero. We'll just bribe him with pictures of himself. He's... Oh, he's a himbo. Yeah. Oh, himbos love Graham. <laughs> himbos love the Graham. <laughs> himbos are basically like budgies you put a mirror in front of. It's like, it's yeah. great. <laughs> it's like, All he wants is to be hey. famous. It's fine. Um, and so he he joins their squad. It de- wait, wait. It depends. It de- if they're too dumb, they become like better fish, at which point they will start fighting the pictures. <laughs> Who is he? <laughs> Who put this other man here? I'm pretty sure. Isn't there like a Launchpad McQuack bit where he he literally is like, "Who put this other me here?" And it's like a mirror. I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> I about. I feel like Mark. There is. That sounds... there's a Casey. There's a Gun Show comic where a dog is like, "Who put this other dog here?" No, I know. I know <laughs> the difference between the fucking Gun Show comic and 
and the animated series DuckTales. Thank you. Anyway, I don't know. And then then the chapter ends with, like, Death going, like, I'll fucking kill you, little man. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love when they go back to Death, though, and, um, uh, like, Terry reintroduces him as, like, you know, the only friend of the poor and the best doctor to the mortally wounded, and I'm like, Mm. woof. Yeah. The only friend of the poor, you say. <laughs> that becomes more genuine in later books. He's more just, like, interested. He's like, how is this wizard so stupid, and yet somehow he's able to avoid me? Oh, I can't not fuck him. <laughs> Please stop <laughs> making people fuck Rincewind. <laughs> Rincewind is unfuckable! You can't make me! <laughs> unfuckable man. His vibes are atrocious. <laughs> By midway through the books, Rincewind develops a sexual dysfunction in which he becomes very hungry for potatoes whenever he gets aroused. I wish I was joking. No, that sounds right. That's just an English person. (laughs) Oh my god. I'm sorry, I've been thinking a lot about the Ariel Needs Legs video for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) And so that is why I said I can't not fuck him. Seven potatoes. Maybe more. I just imagine. imagine that being said in like an like some addiction meeting. Just like I'm sorry, folks. I've just been like really thinking about that video. Like, yeah. <laughs> can we can we please keep going? Yes. Well, that's the end. That's the end of the chapter. We're done. Like, I mean, so yeah. what did everybody think about this? Yeah. What's everyone think about? I this fucking chapter? love all this shit. Well, okay. yeah, like Holly. This- Holly, it's... you don't count. You don't get to talk about your opinion because you all know you like it because we're here, we're here doing a podcast because you like it. <laughs> okay, so it's yours and Jess's opinions then. Okay. okay. Mark, what, what's, it's just not what's, your hot, <laughs> what's your hot takes, Marks? Um, I mean, I'm having fun reading it a lot so far. Nice. Uh, nice. It, um... I mean, I think I can... Listen, this is the first time I've read this book since I first read it like eight or nine years ago. Yeah. Like... It reminds me of a lot when I used to read, like, a lot of fantasy books as a kid. Like, because there, there are, like, bits and pieces where I'm like, yeah, this feels like I remember when I was, like, just reading a thousand young adult This, fiction. this feels like Aragon, but good. Yeah. <laughs> this, oh, God. Oh, jeez. Feels right. Feels I good. read the first two Aragon books, and by the time I got to book number three, I was old enough to realize, hmm, maybe a book written by someone within my age bracket. Isn't that great? Yeah. Who? Yeah, maybe a book me. written by someone whose parents owned a publishing company wasn't great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't I, know about that bit. Yeah, that was yeah. the case. That was, yep. 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 It's it, easy to it be an author. Thing. Just follow these ten simple steps. Step Me, one, an 11-year-old, reading a book written by a 17-year-old. Oh, yeah, this rules. <laughs> Me, a 15-year-old, re- reading a book written by a 20-year-old. Oh, this fucking blows, my dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had the exact same trajectory with Aragorn as you. I read, this, by the time of the end of the second book, I was sick of him describing... I never Hannah finished Hop. Eldest, I don't I, think. I just could not stand, like, every, like, tenth word was hand and a half sword. I get it, dude. I get it. <laughs> mm. I really do get. Yes, I know what type of sword it is. Please stop, Jesus Christ. I really that where that book fucking lost me is when he was like, "Yeah, hot elf girl," and I'm like, yep. "Fuck off." Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is my elf girlfriend. Fucking All I can remember, basically... like the the magic in that book. Like, I remember they mentioned something about a gravity spell. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, uh-huh. oh, well, just make a gravity spell, apply it to a big rock, spin the rock around forever, you win every battle forever. Oh, so Breath of the Wild. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. I. It's very funny reading like reading this because it feels like when I was a kid, I definitely had ideas like this with Color of Magic, but I never wrote them, or I was a real like just too dumb to write them. Right. Yeah. To like like make them work, and it's like. Terry Pratchett encapsulates what I feel like a lot of young and teenage writers think they could do, but well. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, sure. qu- hey, hey, hey! Quick, quick mental ed- exercise. Imagine Christopher Poloni, age thirty-six, decades after his heyday of writing the Aragon books. I don't like where this is going already. Congratulations! I... You thought exactly correct. He looks like this. Travis McElroy. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Damn. Oh, I hate you know looking what? at him. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna dunk too much on him just because. No. For a while, I for it's a okay, I'll very understandable it, reasons <laughs> dunked on the creator of Sword Art Online. But recently, even that dude was like, "Yeah, I was sucked as a kid. I should not been write. I shouldn't have been writing this. I don't know why people gave me attention and fame." Oh, unfortunate. Aww. Well, I mean, he 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 also like. Because a lot of his older stuff is now getting adapted to anime at this point, and so he's like, "Yeah, I, I really wish they hadn't adapted the rape scenes." I, oh I god, like, yeah, he was like, "I was no, I was a dumb kid." I re- he personally apologized for that publicly and was like, "Yeah, I want to be a better writer than this, than what I'm known for." Hmm. But he took the money. True. Hey, he- yeah, but he would have been, like, 20 at the time, I think. It was, like, very similar to Christopher Paolini if he didn't actually have the connections. <laughs> and But, yeah, I, like, I'm curious to see where this, how this will develop over the series because, like, there's good bits in here that I'm, like, yeah, that's, like, high-quality stuff that, like, is goes further than I would expect from, like, any, like, a different series. Mm-hmm. I will say, just from the title of the next section, I'm like, oh, this is the fucking Dragon Riders of Pern parody. This aged poorly. <laughs> the Who Riders oh, yeah. of what now? The Dragon Riders of Pern. I I know that title. It's not something I ever read, yeah, but I, I know the okay. title. Like, he does it well, but like, oh, this is extremely making fun of a very specific type of fantasy sci-fi. <laughs> Good. Understandable. But yeah. Nice. Yeah, I will, I will say Discworld is it's fun going back to this just because it's like you see where he like learnt how to refine the universe he created and yeah it's also nice like in future books when things are mentioned they're not just dropped wholesale entirely in future in books after that i think i'm I'm just like like, so the biggest difference between this early discworld stuff and like everything after say mort or so is like this book is like ah yes Zlorth Flannelfoot the master assassin has come to engage and it's like like fucking seven books later yeah my name's Ed Brickabrack and you owe me five fucking dollars asshole <laughs> yeah yeah he very much it's weird that the world bec- like his writing style becomes a kinder but b like way more absurd good <laughs> and that's the fun part. when you have. When you have a villain of a book be named Mr. Tea Time, but it's pronounced Teatame, Teate- he, will Teatame. You, he will remind you every fucking time God. it's pronounced that way. <laughs> and then Death gets it right first try, and he's like, okay, good job. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I was talking with a co-worker of mine this week, because um, he was talking to somebody else about... Uh, 
he was rereading Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy recently. And so he was talking to this guy about, you know, kind of what Douglas Adams did. And he, he, you know, calls down the line to me and he's like, Jess, how would you describe those? And I was like, oh, you know, they're like surrealist sci-fi. And I'm just like, Douglas Adams does a lot of similar stuff to what Terry Pratchett yeah. does. Yeah, they're they're sure. both doing yeah. very similar things. And I just, that just, that's something that I like realized literally this fucking week. I was, you know, mm-hmm. today years old when I actually figured out that these men were writing very similar styles. Douglas Adams is doing to the fucking Foundation trilogy what Terry Pratchett is doing to Lord of the Rings. Yes. Yeah. And I respect it. When when we finish the the Discworld series in uh you know 2027, God. uh y'all want to read Hitchhiker's <laughs> no, Guide long after long that? I'm not making I mean that. there's only 5 of those, so it'll be a lot I'm easier. Not exactly. That <laughs> there's only 5 real ones of those, so it'll be a lot easier. Ask me in 10 go. years. You get the fuck out of here, Owen Colfer. Uh, hey, listen, <laughs> Owen Colfer's okay. Yeah. I like I like the Artemis Fowl books. His entry into the fucking Hitchhiker's Guide series, I don't know. Hey, how do you, hey, how do you feel about the Artemis Fowl movie trailer? Ooh. I have not seen it. <laughs> I, hey, I refuse ah. to look. I will. I am not looking. I refuse to look. I I pretend I do not see it. Mm-hmm. Um, have you read like the Supernaturalist or the Wishlist? Yes, both no. of them. Good. Those are the only two I still have. I lent my Artemis Fowl books to a friend of mine in elementary school. Uh, she claimed she gave them back to me. She <laughs> did not. Uh, <laughs> Emma, I fucking remember um, that I lent you those books, and you did not give them back to me. Holy so shit. all I have now is uh, the Supernaturalist and the Wishlist, and I those are good. The wishlist is like, good. I wish he wrote yeah. another Supernaturalist book. Anyway, this isn't a podcast about Owen Colfer. Do we have any questions? I believe we have exactly one from Marty. Why don't you read it, Mark? Yeah, give me one second to pull it up. So, Marty, uh, at the Arcans, I what is it? At... At friend of the show Marty, friend of the show Marty at the <laughs> underscore former co-host Arcans on Twitter has asked us, uh, "What's your favorite Cthulhu-esque monster and/or universe?" Ooh. So let's just oh, say God. cosmic horror, I guess. In general, is that what we're going for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been basically playing Bloodborne. Yes, I probably really love the weirdness of Bloodborne yeah. and how it sidesteps a lot of the ugliness of Lovecraft literature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I I recently heard uh, Miyazaki, the director of a lot of the like Soulsborne games. Uh, I didn't know this, so he grew up a very poor, and only his only source of entertainment was books from his local library. Oh. And b a lot of those books were in English, a language he didn't speak. Jesus <laughs> so he literally grew up just reading books, not understanding what they're talking about. So he, but a lot of them were like old fantasy books and old like D and D modules. So they had pictures, and he had to create meaning from that. Okay, yeah. And it's like, I, my friend told me, I was like, ah, oh, this explains everything about the structure of those games. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Bloodborne rules. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to say, I don't experience a lot of Lovecraft-based literature, but I'd have to say, mm, probably something like... Darkest Dungeon is really cool. Yeah. Like, because it starts off normal, and then it gets real bad real quick. Yeah. Mm. And it's, like, all shit that your shitty fucking father is responsible for. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunate. Your piece, of, your piece of shit ancestors who just decided to serve old gods. Well, no, it's just that they dug too deep, oh, pretty much. Oh, hun. 
uh, I'm, I'm not to spoil things for you about Darkest Dungeon. Uh, yeah, I've only like played very little of it. Yeah. Uh, Mark, how about you? I'm trying to find something right now. I mean, Bloodborne is definitely my top one right now. My thing, my status on Discord is literally gay for Bloodborne two. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, I'm totally blanking on like other stuff that I've read. Cause I'll say real quick as well, I love a lot of the concepts behind the t- the Chaos Gods in the Warhammer universe. Okay. Just, I love the fact that they're born out of the universe, like, spawning them through actions and feelings. So it's like, Korn, the Bloodlust one, the one about war and conflict, the first god. Okay. And there's Nurgle, the one about, uh, like, just plagues and sickness. And then for a while, humanity and the rest of the universe was just really good at curing sickness and not fighting each other. And they were very upset. (laughs) (laughs) And all you had was Zinch, the god of schemes and changes. And and then finally, it required the elves to basically enter a hedonistic time period for, like, the actual ecstasy god to be born. And then everything was like, oh, cool, we can now play together. Good. (laughs) Nice. That's pretty cool. I... It's great, like, the entire 40k conflict to them is literally just called the Great Game. Like, they don't care. It's just whatever. Like, everything is entropy. They just want constant a constant cycle of nonsense. And I'm a big fan of Zinch just because the whole thing that kickstarted what is now, like, the main 40k universe is, oh, yeah, the favorite sons of the Emperor, they were off doing their thing. Humanity was in, like, a golden age of crusading and stuff. Oh, whoops. Several of the Emperor's sons turned traitor. <laughs> so the Chaos Gods were like, oh, yeah, no. So, okay, uh, Slanesh, the Sea God, you get this guy. Uh, me, Nurgle, I'll get this guy. Corn, you get this guy. Zinch, what do you want? And Zinch like, how about this? How about we play a shell game and we swap around those people and then fling them across the galaxy to make it a lot harder for the Emperor to find them? <laughs> Why? Oh. <laughs> Why not? Seems fun. Oh. Yeah. Sounds fine to me. Zinch has two demons, which are basically, oh yeah, you have to write, one demon has to write down all the spells known to mankind with, while not having any eyes, and the other demon you're paired with knows all those spells, but has no mouth. Good. <laughs> Fun. Fair. Like, what? Why? Why are you doing this? <laughs> like. Yeah, I, I'm not super familiar with that setting, but I like the bits of it that I've heard about. It's a very strange, weird thing that's like, Hey, here, a bunch of British dudes in a shed created uh, a thing that was a satire on, like, fascist politics and yeah. uh, Thatcherism. Oh, whoops, we made a billion dollars. Yeah. Oh, no. Oops. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what do we do? Oh, God, people take this seriously. What do we do? <laughs> uh, Jess, what, what were you, what was your answer? All right, I, I can't find exactly what I'm looking for, but I guess I'll just I'll reference later. So, I've actually, I've read a lot of Lovecraft, um... Despite him being, you know, nasty racist bitch, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and that's very evident in his work. Uh, one of his oh, yeah. early stories was literally about a street that used to be really nice until until a bunch of Italians moved in, and then now it's evil. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> now it's haunted. It's see the one that I think of is fucking the shadow over Innsmouth, where like, oh, this place has been this place has been. Oh, mixing um, for a while. He wrote that about a town that's down the street from me. Uh, nice. I know oh, what town he fucking hated. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know exactly. Fuck you, Winthrop. 
Uh, fuck I, you, Newburyport, Massachusetts, said L- Lovecraft. Um, he describes taking the bus to Newburyport, and then Newburyport's fucking nasty. Um, and I now it's a bougie-ass white people town. Uh, I did it! Of going back he in did it! <laughs> going back in time and telling Lovecraft, like, oh, yeah, no, we eat from this uh, little place in Chinatown. What? Yeah. Like- <laughs> what town? <laughs> Whoops. Um... <laughs> There is one Lovecraft story that's, like, good, uh, and it's The Color Out of Space. Is that the yes. one in Antarctica? Uh, no, no, that is the one where... That's in the Mountains of Madness. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. An asteroid falls out of space. Um, basically, it's a, it's a story about radiation poisoning. Like, yeah. it it's... destroys this farm, it destroys this, uh, like, the whole landscape around, and it's it's outer space radiation. And I'm like, wow. Hey, Broken Clock write once a day. Yeah. You actually wrote a science fiction story. Because you wrote this... And you this... know what's outer from here? Italy. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. Um, it's Octarine. I think, I, I think my favorite portrayal of Lovecraft is in the Atomic Robo s- series. Yeah. An, where like he's just this gibbering idiot. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. those. Oh, that's so good. That's very good. But also, there's um, what I was trying to find was something that got mentioned on a... Uh, I, I mentioned last time I listened to, to Friends at the Table. There was a, a Patreon episode they did where, like, they do, like, a write-in kind of show where people, you know, write in about how do I deal with this or this or this at my, you know, role-playing table of choice. And sure. somebody had written in about, like, I forget what system they were playing in, but they were like, how do I, like, work in this system that, like, very actively a lot of it is based around, like like appropriation of like Romani type mm. like magic and, and curses and this and that. Like how do you reconcile with stuff like that? How do you reconcile with fantasy racism and this and that? Um and Austin Walker mentions like a really good uh cosmic horror story that's like so Lovecraft wrote a story called um oh something Red Hook that's like literally it's one of like his worst racist ones. Um <sighs> and like I guess what the the one that this guy wrote, because this this is like a, a black author recontextualizing, like that kind of stuff. And I wish I could fucking find the transcript of that episode to find out the title for y'all. Um, Austin said something really interesting, which was to Lovecraft, the a, a white man, the worst fucking thing in the world would be that you're not the center of the universe. Mm-hmm. Like that was the the big fucking mm-hmm. horror to him. Right. Was the universe doesn't actually care about you, white man. Um, and so it's like, well, no, how do you write cosmic horror when, like, the universe, yeah, the universe doesn't care about you when you're not a white man. Like, you, that's not what the horror is. Like, how do you find the horror in cosmic horror when you already know that right. the universe doesn't care about you because you see society around you doesn't care about you already? I th- like, I think I found the book he was talking about uh it's the ballad of black tom that's it that's the bitch that's by, um that's <laughs> that's by a victor labelle oh thank you thank you so much for that so ballad no of black worries. tom yep uh looks really cool i should definitely get into it they totally yeah because i haven't read it but i'm like damn mm, gonna have to look uh that one up so yeah everybody check that one out um and there's there's all my hot takes <laughs> 
You know what? I'm actually going to edit my uh, favorite Lovecraft thing to that specific story of Atomic Robo. Okay. Because it, it, it fucking, it's like, like that uh, beast, I believe it's called the Shadow from Across Time. Yep. That sounds right. Uh, um, it's basically 1938 Atomic Robo, 1955 Atomic Robo, and 2011 Atomic Robo all get dragged to the same place uh, right, from cool. beyond time mm-hmm. by this Eldritch thing. Mm-hmm. It's just cool. Yeah. I like it. It's, it's I have really not great. read. I have not kept up with Atomic Robo in fucking years. I backed the Kickstarter and then did not read the webcomic version very much. Oh, me too. Me too, me too. Yeah. But I, I, I have the trade paperback of, like, the first, I think, six uh, stories. I bought them all on Comixology. Yeah. Like, the first six or seven stories that they did, um, I have all of those. And, uh, yeah, uh, Shadow from Across Time or whatever the fuck, that's a really good one, too. Also, oh. it's revealed that Lovecraft is, in fact, like, a fucking host for the weird Eldritch bullshit. Oh, yeah, the fucking great. Eldritch monster yeah. busts right the fuck out of his head in that. Busts right <laughs> the fuck out of his head in between him looking at this a robotic man and going, like, my god, Tesla's hired a pygmy. Oh, my god, yeah. God, Jesus. The way that was... he writes Lovecraft, it's like, there's zero question the dude sucks. He yeah, just took just out like... all the slurs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would say as well, a recommendation, uh, it's, I don't know if you call it, like, Eldritch or, like, Cosmic Horror or such, but it's very, like, dark fantasy horror, is, um, the manga Doro Hey Doro, which oh, is, yeah. uh, spelled D-O-R-O-H-E-D-O-R. It's, it's spelled how it's said. Yeah, Doro Hey Doro. <laughs> it's where that big lady comes from, and that's all I care to know. Oh, the big yes. lady? Mm-hmm. The big, yeah. the big lady. <laughs> big, muscly, silver hair. The punch mm. girl. I mostly... My I've retweeted her a lot. You've seen her, Jess. Oh, I have seen her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she rules. She um, fucking rules. Which is great because she's also uh, technically the healer of the group. Wow. <laughs> I'm a healer, she punches but you to help. flexes huge muscles. Yeah. yeah, that setting's great because it's basically, oh, here is this like realm of arcane sorcerers, but it's all kind of weirdly like a horrible cast system based on like how well you can actually naturally produce magic okay uh and the only way you can get through society is like basically join a gang or like organized crime uh family okay in that uh, realm and the way these people basically practice their magic and actually get better at it is Oh, they just summon a door into this other world, which is a shit show. It's just bad. It's just a... It's, like, a world of a slum. Huh. And they just torment the people there. Jeez. And... Oh, okay. The the actual, like, plots is from one of these... Is from the main character, who is a dude, who wakes up with the head of a giant reptile. Right. And he knows... Oh, so that's that guy I keep seeing. (laughs) Yeah, it's basically like him being like, I know a fucking wizard did this. So I'm gonna find them and kill them, and huh. it's this whole like thing about the stratification between these two societies, and but also at the same time like a lot of the wizards are like that because they left that world because people treated them badly, and now it's this constant cycle of bullshit. That's hmm. cool. But most importantly, six foot nine lady and her regular sized husband. Yes. Nice. Six foot nine lady who's younger than all of us. She's twenty four. <laughs> Good. Yeah. She. Good she rules. Her. She can literally punch a man in half, and she's just a hitman with this like 
lovely dude she's partnered with. Uh, from and... what I've seen, she seems like one of the nicest people in the series. Stop, yeah, stop, like... I'm already gay. <laughs> <laughs> also, the magic in that's great because there's people like, oh, yeah, what's your magic? Oh, uh, well, I can heal people with it. Great, that's you. You're awesome. Uh, it's like, what about you? Oh, yeah, I'm the crime boss. I When I like just breathe this magic smoke, I can turn anything to a mushroom. Like anything. <laughs> I was going to say mushrooms as a joke, but <laughs> wish go. that were me. Okay, sure. And then <laughs> like... you've got, and then you go like, they go like, oh, we need to find out more about this person. And he's like, okay, let me take you to one of my best wizards. And it's this dude who literally, like, you give him a thought of, like, someone, like, a, a memory of someone. He will take that and shape it uh, using basically, like, just deli meat. And create a, a, a full replica of that person who will then just go about the last twenty four hours of their life. Yikes! Oh, he's Moody Blues, but with me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, he's mo- he's Meaty Blues. <laughs> oh my god! Hold on a sec. 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 Oh my god! Yeah. So, this is all I can think of. <laughs> cloud. No. Meat cloud. Uh, oh, I hate meat cloud. All right, do we do we have any more actual answers for Marty's question? Or, uh, or, I, or are really we good? quick before we wrap up, um, I just wanted to mention: Have you guys seen like the trailer for that new Jordan Peele like series? Oh, oh, Lovecraft oh, Lovecraft Town or whatever the Lovecraft heck he's Country. he's doing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's cool. Oh, it's, I'm holy it shit! The good. trailer's really cool. If you haven't seen it, you should look it up because it's looks awesome. Um, but nice. it's, it's like, uh, from what I've just looked up, it's basically a black family is traveling through Jim Crow America to search for um, the main character's missing father, and it's like them hmm. fighting, like hmm. fighting through racist white America, but also eldritch horror. Nice, and it sounds really interesting, and it's from Jordan Peele, so it's probably gonna be really good. Love. I also say, well, it's he's one of the producers. It's actually from uh, this great lady called Misha Green. She's oh, right, uh, yes. created. Yeah, it's it's one of those weird things because like they nobody like no outlet has like publicized her, even though she's in the trailer as the creator. It's it's a weird thing because Jordan Peele has more cachet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, like, she's great because um, she created a series called Underground, which is a, a period drama about like the Underground Railroad. Oh, so, cool. oh, like really cool to see. Like she's definitely going to be weaving that history into like, like period piece Lovecraft style horror. Right. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I I recognize Underground actually because that's, um, yeah. I I recognize Underground. Oh, neat. I haven't actually watched it, but I'll I'll check it out now. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, All right. Well, thank you for the question, Marty. Yeah. Shout out to Marty. You. Yeah. Um, I guess that's it. Have we figured out a wrap up for this show? Oh, yet? <laughs> I'm sure. Don't worry. I'm sure uh, Holly has something go. prepared. <laughs> yeah. No, Jess. Where can we find you online? Oh, me. I get to go first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fucking say your web address, nerd. <laughs> you can find me at several bad puns on Twitter. You can find my show about the Twilight Zone at the Spooky Spot. The end. <laughs> uh, Julie, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at GatsbyLow, L-O-W. Uh, private account, but I'm pretty happy, like, except followers and stuff. Um, I've also been on several shows in the past with uh, the Audio Entropy Network. You can check those out, particularly Transmission Radio. 
And also, I'm on Instagram with my partner where we paint a shitload of Warhammer at DL Hobbies. Cool. Nice. Um, and Mark, where can we find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Avengifier, A-V-E-N-G-I-F-I-E-R. Uh, or mostly I just post uh, Animal Crossing screenshots and make some goofs. And I'm working on one last drawing today, hopefully. And then I'm going to start posting some stuff that I've been working on. So nice. look out oh, for yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, um, and you can find me on Twitter at ChumPersonable. Um, and you can find my other podcast hosted by uh, me, Mark, and Jess uh, called Loop on Lottery, where we most recently watched an episode. Not that it matters when this comes out. <laughs> uh, we most recently watched an episode, which was The Truman Show, but with Lupin. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> it fucking ruled. It fucking ruled. It um, and you can find that um, on Shout Engine, Lupin Lottery. Um, the Twitter for that is at Lupin Lottery. Um, and I have a, pod, a, a Patreon, patreon.com slash Riley, where I post episodes of that early. Yeah. Um, so give me a dollar <laughs> yeah give me a dollar and you can listen to it hey Jesse see how this like like exactly on the other podcast it goes in reverse order at the end <laughs> no I've literally never paid attention <laughs> to <laughs> okay you just brought it up this okay <laughs> so I'm just anyway. ragging on you I'm just ragging on you um, anyway um, see you all in a few hours and a hundred years <laughs> bye Goodbye. Hey. Bye. Do your meat wad impression, come on.